This podcast is brought to you by Contessa Digital. You're listening to Things They Don't Tell Her. Everything you don't get taught about periods, pregnancy, and postpartum. I'm going to take you on a journey back to sex ed and teach you what really matters. Ladies, it's time you felt empowered in your bodies. I'm your host, Caitlin Pender, founder of Her Women's Health, and I'm sharing tips to optimize your fertility, pregnancy, and postpartum journey. All right, good morning, mamas. Thanks for tuning in today. I am going to chat all about pregnancy, lower back, and pelvic pain, or things that you might have called lightning crutch, pubic pain, SPD, lower back pain, sciatica, anything that relates to pain around the pelvis in pregnancy, which we collectively term pregnancy-related pelvic girdle pain. So today I'm going to talk about what sort of things can contribute to pregnancy pelvic girdle pain. What are the causes, what are my management strategies, and what are some top tips to help manage your pain so that you can continue to have a strong and healthy pregnancy. So to get started, I want to go through just a little bit of the anatomy of the pelvis. So if you have a look down at your own pelvis in your body, and just want to familiarize you with a few bony landmarks. So in the middle of our pubic bone is a little joint called the pubic symphysis. So this is quite a strong cartilaginous joint that connects our pelvic ring. Okay, so think about the pelvis as a circle. There is a little keychain at the front connecting the two sides of the pubic symphysis. Then at the back, if you slide your thumbs around to your lower back and you feel a little groove, sort of an inlet, where if you think about bringing your finger down to your tailbone and then come out to the sides, you'll find your sacrum sitting in the middle and the tailbone is the coccyx, so that's an extension of our sacrum attaching onto that. And then on the sides, you've got your ilium. And if you come around the back where your sacrum attaches to your ilium are known as your sacroiliac joints. So in pregnancy, we know that hormones are secreted that slightly increases the mobility in the pelvis, which is really positive because it allows baby's head to move down and engage in the pelvis and allows for a natural vaginal birth. So, These hormonal changes are really positive, but what can happen is if we don't have enough strength to support these hormonal changes, then we can start to experience a little bit of pain in one or more of these areas. So if we think about the muscles that help to stabilize the pelvis, this is most of the muscles around the glutes, So the glutes, the hip rotators, the inner thighs, outer thighs, as well as our deep core and pelvic floor system. And then some of the um, more superficial core muscles like our external obliques and our lats coming in at the top. So in pregnancy, we need 
to maintain some strength in these muscles in order to provide that extra support for the pelvis to minimize the risk of pelvic girdle pain. So I highly recommend, and what a lot of the research supports now, is that regular exercise pre-pregnancy reduces your risk of pregnancy-related pelvic girdle pain. So if you are looking at trying to conceive or if you're currently pregnant, seeking advice from a physiotherapist for an exercise program that's really going to be tailored for your body, taking into consideration any past injuries that you might have had and taking into consideration any pain that you might already be experiencing to build strength in those muscles that help to stabilize the pelvis in order to create more stability, more support and eliminate pain. So there are three sort of main contributing factors that I consider in relation to pain that you might be experiencing, pelvic girdle pain. So the first is insufficient strength in those stabilizing muscles to accommodate for the subtle changes in mobility in those joints. So an assessment might include a pelvic floor exam to determine whether your pelvic floor is um, not providing enough endurance to maintain that support all day long um, or if it's not providing enough power and strength to contract when you say roll in bed or stand on one leg or it might involve assessment of your functional strength. So standing on one leg, seeing that you can stabilize well through your glutes um, and then assessing what forms of physical activity that you're currently doing. So a lot of my clients are often second or third time mums. We know that um, another risk factor for pregnancy related pelvic girdle pain is already having a child. So subsequent pregnancies, this can be much more common and it can show up much earlier. And what the research tells us is that um, if we have spent time building strength in between pregnancies, this can reduce the risk. But often that can be really hard because as your um, newborn grows into a toddler, you're on the move with them constantly and you're not necessarily taking the same time to look after yourself, to go to the gym, um, to maintain strength. So really important in subsequent pregnancies particularly that we are taking that time and even if that is just 10 minutes at home so all of my pregnancy online programs they accommodate exercise classes specific to where you are in your pregnancy and they look at exercises that will not flare up pelvic girdle pain and they're just 10 minutes, which you can do at home in your own time, which means that there's really no excuses. And even third or fourth time mums should be able to find just 10 minutes a day um, just to switch on a video and follow along, knowing that that video was picked out specifically for them by their physiotherapist. And it's going to really support them in building strength to minimize their pain. So really recommend 
starting a strength-based program and getting appropriate assessment by a physiotherapist so that you can get these exercises tailored specifically for you um, because one woman might have some poor pelvic floor endurance. She might be able to hold her pelvic floor for three seconds and then it just lets go. And if she's spending most of her day walking around, getting up and down off the floor with her toddler and the pelvic floor isn't helping to stabilize and support that joint at the front, she might start to experience some pain. So for her, the focus of her program is going to be building the strength up in her pelvic floor so that she can hold for 10 or 20 or 30 seconds so that the pelvic floor has enough endurance to support her through long activities and through tasks and functionally through the day. But she might already have quite strong glutes and quite strong arms and quite strong um, postural muscles because she is walking around and she's quite active with her toddler. On the other hand, sometimes I'll see pregnant women who will already have really good pelvic floor tone, good endurance, and they might um, focus most of their exercise on just doing yoga or just walking, and they're not gaining that strength that's needed in the glutes to provide that stabilization and provide that extra support for the pelvis during pregnancy. So, Find a physiotherapist. I do see clients locally on the Sunshine Coast and also online over telehealth so that you can get a program tailored specifically to you that keeps in mind what is going on in your body and is tailored for pelvic girdle pain and takes into consideration the areas of the body that need to um, be focused on. So whether that's building strength in the glutes, in the core, or whether it's a combination of both. But a strength building program, particularly Pilates, there was a recent research paper that came out last year um, that looked at Pilates for pregnant women and um, found that it significantly reduced their risk of lower back pain and reduced their pain, disability, and improved their physical mobility. So lots of um, reasons to find 10 minutes or find a local Pilates studio that um, is able to tailor programs for pregnant women um, to start some gentle strengthening exercise. Now the second contributing factor is to do with asymmetrical tightness in the body. So if you imagine the pelvis like a little circle, muscles attach onto different parts of that circle. And the circle has three joints. So if you bring your fingers together so that the thumbs are touching at the back, at the front, and the um, index fingers are touching on the other side, forming a circle. So this is like the pelvis, except there's two joints at the back. But if we imagine if one side of the glutes is really tight or if one hip flexor is really tight, it can slightly um, create more asymmetry, more pull on that side, creating more of a rotation on one side of the pelvis or more of a pull at the pubic symphysis if one of the inner thighs is really tight. 
Or if we think about those deep hip muscles, if they're really tight, they can create a pull and they can actually traction and create more space at the um, joint at the front. So assessing to find out if there is um, a really obvious cause of tightness in the body that might be contributing to your pain. Um, there is still limited research to support the use of manual therapy to treat pelvic girdle pain, but I do find um, that women have a lot of success using a trigger ball or a spiky ball. So if you don't have one of these at home, you can purchase one. They come in um, the Pilates equipment pack that all of my clients receive, or um, you can purchase one at Kmart or your local sports store. Um, or if you've got a tennis ball at home, you can start by using that. And you can place that either on the wall if you're in the later stages of pregnancy and you're struggling to get up and down off the floor. So you can place it behind your hip and you can massage those deep postural muscles, those deep hip muscles, and just notice if one side feels particularly tight compared to the other, or if they both feel very tight. What you can also do to get in a little bit more significantly, a little bit deeper into those um, deep muscles underneath the glutes, is come down onto the floor, place the ball under your hip, close to your sit bone, so just almost just above the sit bone and moving it kind of all around that deep glute area. And if you can tolerate it, you can even place the same leg that the ball is under up and across the opposite leg. So coming into, um, in yoga or Pilates, like a figure four stretch, um, but you're seated and you've got the ball underneath that same corresponding hip. So you're massaging through those deep hip muscles. And I absolutely love this exercise. And that's because um, I think it's a great mock contraction to practice your birth breathing techniques, to practice consciously softening the body in response to quite an intense physical sensation. So when the ball is under the hip, it can be very intense and painful, um, but it's serving a purpose and it's actually um, often quite relieving for clients with pelvic girdle or lower back pain. And while the intensity of that sensation is there, we can use it as almost like a mock contraction. So um, we can't necessarily recreate um, practice contractions of the uterus, but what we can do is create intense physical sensations, discomfort in the body, and then tune into that and allow ourselves not to tighten up and tense, but to soften into it, to maybe practice a technique that's... Um, working well for us, whether that's sound or breath or affirmations, maybe something that you've learned in your childbirth education class. So I really like this exercise for that reason, because I think it's almost two for the price of one. We get this beautiful release through the muscles in the hips, which often become quite tight in pregnancy because they're working extra, extra hard um, to provide a little bit of extra support in the pelvis. Um, particularly if you've got a toddler and you're up and down, you're lifting them, you know, you're, you're um, putting quite a lot of demand on those muscles. So just spending a little bit of time at the end of the day, um, getting into those with a trigger ball um, and practicing your birth breathing techniques at the same time. So 
that is to do with asymmetrical tightness. As I said, that can be um, both sides at the back of the hips. I also sometimes, when it comes to pubic symphysis pain, I notice that there's a significant difference in tightness from one side to the other or quite a lot of tightness in that adductor inner thigh muscle. So one exercise that I sometimes give to my clients and they do report um, quite significant improvements is um, using, a lot of people have like stainless steel or glass drink bottles these days. Um, or if you are old school and happen to have a rolling pin at home, um, sitting on the side of your bed or sitting in your chair at work, having your drink bottle on hand or your rolling pin, and then using it with clothes will be a bit more comfortable. So you're not creating friction on the skin, um, but over your pants or leggings um, and just massaging using your hands to really roll that drink bottle up and down the inside thigh creating quite a little bit of pressure um, and creating a myofascial release of that inside thigh. The other thing um, which is a beautiful practice from um, Ayurveda, our science of yoga, which is Abhyanga, which is self oil massage where you can take more time to um, deepen your body awareness so that you understand where in your body feels tension, where it feels tight. Uh, you can use principles like your breath techniques or consciously softening. And it just improves that sort of self-awareness and self-trust that can be really valuable to take into your birth, into labor. And that is just literally applying a bit of oil to the hands and massaging through the thighs, massaging through both sides. You can even massage a little bit through your calves. You can massage all over your body. Um, that is a beautiful practice. So um, in terms of pelvic girdle pain, particularly massaging the tops of the thighs and the inside thighs. Um, and then I find it can be a little bit hard to self-massage your backs of your hips, which is where using the trigger ball is really effective. So the third contributing factor, and this is really important, um, is the amount of cumulative asymmetrical load that a woman is performing throughout the day. So the research tells us that um, another risk factor for pregnancy-related pelvic girdle pain is spending long periods of time standing. So um, I would also say walking and asymmetrical tasks. So that might be standing on one leg to put your undies or your shoes on. Um, it might be getting up and down through a kneeling position, pressing through one leg when you're getting up and down off the floor with your toddler. It might be um, walking or just hanging your toddler or newborn off, off one hip and sort of shifting all the weight into one leg. It might be um, rolling in bed at night or getting out of the car. These are all really common tasks that can exacerbate the pelvic pain. So during a period of time, if you're experiencing this pain, I recommend trialing a period where you're quite literally pretending you're a mermaid and you imagine that you've got a mermaid's tail. So you can't do things with one leg. You can only sort of keep the legs together when you're doing things. So if you're in bed at night, when you're rolling, trying to pre-engage the pelvic floor before you roll can be quite helpful because often in the middle of the night, those muscles are relaxed 
Um, we press through one leg, we go to roll, and um, that can create a, a pain because the muscles aren't helping provide that extra little bit of support for the pelvis. Um, and we're performing an asymmetrical task and that can create pain. So pre-engaging the pelvic floor, pressing through both heels as you roll, keeping the knees together. Um, and then when you're swinging your legs out of bed, keeping them together like a mermaid's tail and just being conscious when you do stand up to really bow your chest forward and press through your heels, which um, promotes that engagement of your glutes to help create more um, support for your pelvis. So that's getting out of bed. I recommend for a period just trying to recondition yourself to sit down to get dressed and get changed. So that means slipping your undies or your trousers on and then sitting back down and standing up, pull them up. Um, and rather than just standing on one leg to do that. Also, when you're getting up and down off the floor, if you're doing that a lot with a newborn or a toddler, um, what can be really helpful is doing almost like a little um, sun salutation yoga flow where you'd kind of forward fold and then you walk your hands out almost like you're in a downward dog and then you drop straight down onto the knees so that you're not standing one leg up at a time and then pushing all of your weight through the one leg and getting up in the same way. So tucking the toes under, walking your hands in towards your feet and then slowly bending your knees and rolling up to a standing position. This can make a huge difference for women with pelvic girdle pain. Um, and just being more conscious when you are standing that you're not shifting all of your weight onto one leg, that we're standing with the feet even, um, that we are taking a bit more time through the day to rest. And that means resting in horizontal, coming down onto your side, um, even spending a little bit of time on your back, um, just to take the effect of gravity off the pelvis um, and to allow a little bit of time to rest those muscles and joints and um, giving yourself these little breaks, permission to rest. And then the last thing for um, asymmetrical activity is walking. Pregnant women love walking. It is often the form of exercise that they tend to do most um, because it's easy to fit in through the day. It's something they can do with other kids and um, it doesn't necessarily require that extra time to go to um, a facility or a gym. So it, it does tend to be more easy. They don't have to modify it. They know it's safe. Um, but unfortunately, it is quite asymmetrical because you're loading one leg at a time. So I usually recommend clients just for a period of time while things settle down, even if it's just a week or two, just minimize the amount of walking that they're doing. You know, um, the incidental walking that we have to do is, is just part of daily life, but trying to avoid going on long walks, particularly on uneven surfaces like sand or um, rocks or mountains, um, just for a period of time while we let everything rest, settle down, um, and we build some strength in those supporting muscles in order to be able to get back to small amounts of walking. So in that time, we wanna give ourselves other exercise to do because we still know there are so many benefits of exercise in pregnancy and we don't wanna cease exercising altogether. So that's where doing um, specific tailored 
exercise classes. So I've got as a part of my um, support and prepare program, a series of exercise classes, yoga and Pilates that are specifically um, symmetrical in the lower half. So a lot of yoga flows where we're just focusing on upper back stretching, chest opening, but we're keeping the pelvis in a neutral position so that we're not flaring up that pain and um, Pilates as well. So doing exercises that are symmetrical, keeping the feet together, focusing on arm strength, building that glute strength, lots of squats, um, sometimes lots of wide squats, but doing an exercise program that's tailored for pelvic girdle pain so that we're not doing lots of asymmetrical exercises like lunging or um, standing on one leg. So really all about finding an exercise program that's tailored for you or working with a health professional or a um, qualified prenatal exercise trainer um, just to ensure that the program is really suiting your body and eliminating your pain. The other form of exercise which can be really beautiful in pregnancy is getting in the pool um, because there's so much less weight down on the pelvis in the water. So getting into the pool, swimming some laps or just walking up and down in the pool just to take a little bit of that weight off those muscles in the pelvis. So that concludes today's podcast episode. If you guys have any questions, feel free to send me a DM or an email or get in touch on my website. I will put a link to all of my pregnancy programs. If you're local to the Sunshine Coast and you're experiencing pain, um, or if you are pregnant, I would highly recommend a consultation in pregnancy. Um, and if you're somewhere else, not on the Sunshine Coast, I do do telehealth appointments for my programs so that you can get a tailored pregnancy Pilates and yoga program to support any face-to-face -face physio that you might be doing in your local area. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and share this with other pregnant women or other women that you think deserve to understand this information. It is my mission to share this knowledge with women because this is something that I believe that we should all be taught. 